You're listening to a no-show radio production. Mind your ears while we unpack the unusual. This is the strangest story I have ever heard. Take a seat, grab a drink, and listen to my words. podcast where two buds talk trash about how their favorite shows begin. Where are the two buds? I'm Alex. Hi, I'm Spencer. You can read that in the description, I bet. Probably. So today's a special day, and maybe you can hear it and how fast I rattled off that intro. Uh, I have a hardcore plan all the time for all the shows I do, but we threw that plan out the window. <laughs> Swamp Thing came out fairly recently. I can't even tell you the day. I'm gonna guess Spencer maybe knows it, but... You know, it's big. It's a big deal. And someone, a friend of mine, who goes by Ethan, that's just his name. Ethan said, hey, I need just someone to react to this with. And I was like, I know a guy. Actually, I know two people who would be really into reacting to a pilot of a new show. Let's do it. So, Spencer, I watched this about two hours ago. <laughs> yep, I, uh, I watched it within the last 20 minutes. So we are fresh-faced, ready to go, and... Man, I don't even know where to start. Maybe just talking about who Swamp Thing is and why it's kind of a big deal that he has a show, I guess. I know okay. you did research. I did a single Wikipedia article. That was the extent of my research. I feel like, is it a big deal that he got his own thing? <laughs> I don't know. Because my experience with the Swamp Thing is he's that fucking jobber on the Injustice 2 roster. <laughs> That is taking up a space that Deathstroke should have fucking occupied. You're fucking right. That's all I fucking know about this fucking loser goddamn jabroni. <laughs> and then he gets his own show on the DC streaming service. Hey, Spence, how'd you feel about the pilot? Just a quick take. <laughs> oh, it's fine. I liked oh, okay. it. I liked it a whole bunch. I just, Water in general, <laughs> in general, I don't like the Swamp Thing. But luckily, this first episode had like nothing to do with the Swamp Thing. I, I was going to say, like, maybe we should know if we actually liked it. I didn't like it till the end, but we'll get there. For now, yep. who the fuck is the Swamp Thing? And you're right. I guess it's not a big deal. I always feel like it's a big deal when characters that are fan favorites get shows. So that way everyone can be disappointed all at the same time. Yeah, but like, does he have, like, fans? People like Swamp Thing. Why? I don't know. People do. He's a gross oogity boogity monster. There's nothing cool about that. There's better ones in the DC universe. Like, I think uh, it has to do with who's written him in the past. He has a pretty big celebrity list of writers on him. Okay. That's whatever. <laughs> I, I can go over the Wikipedia information I have. You, you absolutely can, and I would love to hear it. It's... Six whole bullet points. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. I already feel like we're doing Ethan poor justice in this. He was really excited to talk about it. And I was like, no, I'm going to do the show first. <laughs> so, hey, Swamp Thing was created in 1971. 
and the comic House of Secrets number 92. Mm-hmm. And he was written by two dudes. We're going to pretend that's a shock because it's the comic world named Len Wine and Bernie Wrightson. Who, unfortunately, Bernie actually passed away in 2017, I found out. But they Mm. were the original creators of Swamp Thing and actually have been on a lot of the Swamp Thing projects that have come out, including writing the pilot of this episode. Hooray. His big thing is that he just protects his swamp. He was the OG Shrek. Mm. He's (laughs) protecting his swamp, protecting the environment, and humanity sometimes from terrorists. If anyone watched the Batman and Harley Quinn movie, he has an appearance in that, where he basically shows up as like, I'm big and mean and bad play nice kids, and just fades back into the water, leaving everyone wondering what the fuck just happened. Who was that guy? Who who was that? It's fine. Probably the best part of that entire movie. I also have thoughts. And because Len Wein also wrote that, I have thoughts. Uh-huh. But that's not what we're talking about right now. Right now we're talking about the Swamp Thing in particular. <laughs> Did you know, Spencer? Did you know how the Swamp Thing got his name? Because he's a big-ass gross thing in a swamp and there's no other good way to describe it? Just about as good of a story. Uh, Len was on a subway to Queens and came up with the idea of Swamp Thing, but didn't have a name. So whenever people asked him about it, asked what he was working on, he's like, oh, you know, this Swamp Thing I'm working on. That's how he got his name. What would you have called it? <laughs> like, if this was your own original OC, what the fuck would you call this thing? I don't know. This is not my kind of OC, man. He's big. He's bulky. I should be able to come up with something witty. I got nothing. I just, I, part of me wants to start throwing in BDSM things, but I don't really think I can even come up anything that way either. What about you? Do you have any good names for Swamp Thing? Implying that Swamp Thing isn't a good name. Yeah, I was going to say Swamp Thing's a great name. Like I said, it, it perfectly sums up the character. <laughs> like, it's just as good as Batman or Superman. <laughs> I just like the origin story. I'm like, yeah, this thing I'm working on. Ugh. This element of indifference. Yeah, it's like the equivalent of just, like, keeping TBA on, on the on the headline. A little bit, yeah. That's kind of what I'm getting at. It's the, you just didn't want to sit down and think about anything else, or... And again, I'm with you. What the fuck else are you going to call him? Yeah. What else? What else do we have? Was that uh, all six of the bullet points? Th- that was three whole bullet points. The other two are his powers. So his powers include being able to inhabit, really, any plant life anywhere on the planet. He can also Mm -hmm. control any kinds of plants, including alien species, including sentient species. This is a direct rip from the Wikipedia, guys. (laughs) If you don't trust me, go check it out. Let's see what other things. I think it's cool they can just transport across the globe. That's a pretty cool thing. And that he just doesn't really care about body damage. So people can be like, pow, 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 I'm hitting you. And he's like, that's cute, I guess. I'm just going to pull some more moss and patch that up. No big deal. And he can be any size. He can be small. He can be big because he's just is a living life form that can pull up on more life form to make himself whatever size he wants to be. And his other thing is that he has superhuman strength. And those are his powers. That's what Swamp Thing does besides lurking in the water. The, the big rant I had, I guess, about his origin was talking about the authors that have put their grubby little paws on him. Yep. But I also imagine you probably have things to say about that, too. Do Maybe. I? Ah, so I used to work at a comic shop, and I worked there for almost a decade. So seeing the names, I was like, oh, yeah, those are big names. Wow. I didn't realize so many people worked on Swamp Thing before and all the different volumes and editions that he's been in. So people like Alan Moore, Grant Morrison, co-wrote it with Mark Miller, who wasn't popular at the time, and Brian K. Vaughn. Oh, there's uh, so four names. I feel like most people in the nerd community know, but God forbid you were listening to this and you don't know the Swamp Thing, you don't know anything about comics. Here's the thing. Alan Moore, 
is really famous for shit like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. You know, it's the classic hit there. V for Vendetta, From Hell. We sold a shit ton of Alan Moore Swamp Thing back at the shop I used to work at. Grant Morrison. Hey, Grant Morrison wrote that show we like, Happy. He wrote The Invisibles. Thanks, Indy. And he wrote a shit ton of Batman and stuff for DC. Mark Miller is super famous for Kick-Ass and Kingsman and Civil War. I didn't realize he wrote fucking Civil War. Ten years I worked in a comic shop. Didn't realize who wrote it. Shame on me. And then Brian K. Vaughn is probably one of my favorites. He is really popular right now for writing Saga, Paper Girls. Classic old hit is Why the Last Man, Ex Machina. And he also wrote a handful of episodes for Lost, seasons three through five. So whenever I see their names, I see my old shop that I worked at and the cubbies that we had, their names like specifically set aside for because it's way easier just to go to the author sometimes than to alphabetize all the books. Because I love subsections and so did my boss. So it worked out. And Hmm. these are all great authors, honestly. Alamore also, maybe you know him from The Killing Joke. Maybe, possibly. Pretty problematic nowadays. A lot of Alan Moore's writing's pretty problematic these days. <laughs> Shrug, what do you fucking do? Uh, that's all the, all the information I have about Swamp Thing, man. That's it. Wow. So, in those six bullet points, you covered fucking everything? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, like, other than that, it's specific instances in which Swamp Thing, like, worked his way into somebody else's comic book to subvert expectations. <laughs> Because, again, he's just a fucking jabroni. Like, he shows up sometimes in the background of somebody else's story, and they have, like, one fight with him. Or they have, like, a dialogue with him. And then he does that thing that you talked about where he just fades away. (laughs) Because he's indestructible. You can't kill him. He's fucking OP as shit. He just gives up. He just disappears. He's, like, ambiguously, like, a good guy sometimes, and also, like, a villain. And, yeah, my my only interactions with him were in Injustice, and in that he fucking sucked, because he's just, he's there to fill the roster. He's there to make space. It's like, man, I would have rather had fucking Plastic Man. So, in case you can't tell, we know very little about Swamp Thing. (laughs) I don't think there's a lot to know. I don't know, I feel like... Fans, okay, comic fans always know a lot, and there's always a lot of minutia to know. So I'm sure there's someone out there going like, but what about this really cool story point? Guys, I am sure there's this really cool story point. Tweet us about it, but don't, because we don't have a Twitter, I guess. Our producer should get on that. Join our Discord and tell us about how wrong we are, because we love that. But I'm glad that six bullet points from a Wikipedia article covered the, how many articles did you read? Oh, I read the, uh, so here I am. I read... Almost the entirety of the DC fandom wiki page. (laughs) Okay. That details all of the cool things that he's ever done. And guess what? There's not a whole lot. (laughs) Spoiler. Yeah, spoiler alert. He hasn't done a whole lot. And I don't know where this show could go from here. I have thoughts. Yep. So I wrote very little notes about what actually happened in the show. Uh Uh-huh. So I think it might be on you to summarize the plot this time around. Because I got to talk about powers and the history of Swamp Thing. So you can talk about plot, man. Okay, good. So when I watched this episode, when I watched it for the plot, I had no no idea what the Swamp Thing was other than that dude the Batman beat up that one time. So, so I didn't know who the Swamp Thing was. I didn't know, like, which character... Like, so my assumption going in was that the Swamp Thing was, like, a pre-existing, like, he, he's just, like, a mystical force in the bayou. 
That proved to be false, but we'll get into that. <laughs> so it opens up with really fucking decent cinematography. Right? Like, you're you're seeing, like, the this, like, pale, eerie green moonlight, like, through the tall trees of the swamp, and you see, like, the vines wrapping around the trunks, and you see this little... They're not a team of dudes. It's like, it's some random fucking man from the bayou driving his little motorboat. And and I don't know if they're scientists. I don't know if they... Because I thought it was like implied that they're randos. Like they were just like hired to go drop these fucking things. Evil people are dropping evil shit into the water. And then eldritch tentacles come into the boat. And how do you, I don't want to summarize this, but I will. I'll keep doing it. I mean, that's really it. So... These guys are in the water looking like they are doing some backwater fishing of dropping dynamite and shit. They're tracking something. And guess what? The swamp fights back. And yeah. then this crazy ass scene happens where these, I say tentacles, it's like branches and shit because it's swamp thing. But we all know it's tentacles. It's tentacles. <laughs> Rips apart one dude, then like shoots up through their fishing the, boat, impales yeah. someone else. And then they show like the cool back shot of it and the, like mm-hmm. they have the moon in the background and you just see like the silhouette of like the boat impaled by this like like pillar of vines and it's going like right up through the boat all through their equipment all through him just reaching up and turning into like a fucking tree oh oh it's great it's great i was so (laughs) fucking sold immediately but like i was i was sold and then it went into intro credits mm -hmm. and i immediately got very mad because there's this trend in fucking tv shows right now westworld daredevil even orphan black did it Penny Dreadful, where it's like, here's this aesthetic. We're going to show you kind of these random images, and it's all the same color, and that's our intro. And, like, you can predict it. It's just like, oh, hey, it's going to be a creepy dark show. It's going to have this kind of intro sequence. Yep. I'm sick of it. Yep. I, I watched the intro because I was like, oh, it's, you know, it's the, the first intro of the first episode. I should watch it because maybe it's really cool, and if I skip it and Alex talks about it, and I want to know. And I watched it, and I don't remember it. I remember it opened, and it was, like, green and black, and it was, like, a like a someone in a graphic design class clearly, like, drew this up for their stepfather, the director, or whatever. And it's, like, it was boring, the music wasn't catching me, and it was, like, like you said, every show does this now, where it's the same lackluster intro where my eyes just glazed over until plots started happening again and there's something to be said all intro i like it i like this one i need to keep prefacing this i'm not just (laughs) shitting on it it's we'll get to the good stuff Stuff. but you know intro scenes intro credits they're intro credits they're not it's great when they're visually appealing and i think daredevil on netflix did a great job of being unique at the time i think westworld did a great job of making it unique but now everyone's kind of grabbed onto it so now it makes the original unique ones a little less cool yeah but hey so you're talking about like the cinematography and the aesthetics and stuff did you check out who the director was i did not so the director was len wiseman and he directed and or produced all of the underworld movies huh uh-huh mm-hmm okay <laughs> He also directed Live Free or Die Hard. Very important to me. That's cinematic piece of history. But he also produced Lucifer and... Oh, that was the other thing. Just just Lucifer outside of Underworld. He has a scattering of other things. But I think you and I maybe have talked trash about Lucifer off mic before. Lucifer is just one of those shows that like people keep trying to push. And it just it looks bad. All the clips I've seen from it are fucking cringy. It, it just looks like... <laughs> It's like a genre. 
it's a genre because it's not full-on edgelord but it's like a like a niche of edgelord it's like god what is it it's like because it's not like anime edgelord it's not like dark reaper edgelord <laughs> it's like Matrix normie edgelord, edgelord. <laughs> like it's that same like supernatural vibe Mm-hmm. Where it's, like, it's a bunch of hot, plain-looking people, and then, like, they really ham up this dark thing happening, and it's, like, but it, it sucks, and it's shitty, and I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, I've watched the scene where the where the cop sees Lucifer's true face for the first time, and it looks like fucking trash. <laughs> like, it doesn't look good. And then it's like the thumbnail for the Netflix show is him in this bad glossy makeup. And it's like, I don't know. (laughs) Sounds like we all have feelings about Lucifer that should definitely be addressed. I think you pointing out the cinematography too is just very important to me because I did a deep, deep dive. Again, the director and also the producers because I'm a monster and I can't stop myself. However, the producers for the most part were all people who were involved in the Conjuring series. So the Conjuring, Annabelle, the Nun. One of them was involved in it. One of them was involved in the god-awful Lights Out. They have people on the producing team who understand horror. We'll say that loosely in the sense of, I thought The Conjuring was really great. Annabelle struggled. But also, the guy who wrote The Mask produced this show as well. So, and he also wrote Time Cop. (laughs) Awesome. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Great. I like that. Yeah, well, I guess it goes for the actors, too. A lot of the actors have crossovers in those films. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of these actors are sort of nobodies. Which I kind of like. I like it, too, because they, like, I don't know. I was like, wait, do I know that guy from something? It's like, no, you absolutely do not. You do not. This this guy is from nothing. This guy is from, like, one horror movie you saw with friends. The only exception is the girl that's playing Abby. Her name is Crystal Reed, and she plays Sophia yep. Falcone on Gotham. So she has DC crossover, and although isn't Gotham its own universe, if I remember correctly? Gotham is its own shitty universe, yes. It's fucking... If we keep bringing up other DC shows, <laughs> I'm gonna shit on them, because they're all bad. Like... <laughs> Now that I have temporary access to this DC streaming account, I can finally watch and affirm my opinion that everyone else on the planet has that Teen Titans is probably the worst shit that has ever existed. Like, Are we talking in general or just the show? No, no, because I'm, I'm one of those losers that's still like, oh my god, the original like animated Teen Titans was yeah. like my favorite thing ever. Because it's great in like the comics- they're they're fine. They're they're great. And like even when they appear in like the animated movies and stuff, like like the Judas contract and whatnot, like I really like the different iterations of the Teen Titans. Like they're fucking great. But DC has this hard on all of a sudden for like putting a bag over like the Teen Titans, like that that name, like just putting a bag over its head and just going to town in all these fucking weird, awful, depraved ways where it's like Here's a goofy, shitty animated show for kids that doesn't really appeal to kids because it's trying too hard to appeal to, like, actual fans, but the actual fans don't want to watch it because it's fucking trash. So, yeah, I, God. I I get it. I get that it's not as bad as I think it is, but it's still bad because they make jokes about how it's not the original. Fuck, in the... 
You're so heated over this. I love it. Because I, it, it was cool. It was such a cool thing once upon a time. They could have left it alone. They could have brought it up a couple times in the comics and the movies and like maybe one day actually rebooted it and done its own thing. Like, no, they weren't just going to continue the series where they left off. We had things like Young Justice and all, where it's like you can still play with these themes in the same mature way that it deserves. Like, but it's... Raven is just some fucking frumpy goth chick. It's like... She's supposed to be like a like a half demon that walks around like doesn't care that she's wearing witch robes and shit. No, she has a hoodie now and has like headphones and shit because like it's realistic and it's like this is how she would have integrated. It's like no, she wouldn't have integrated. Period. That's her whole character is that she's like a weird alien witch demon. She doesn't give a fuck. I don't know. That's why her and Starfire make such good friends. Yeah, exactly. And what the fuck is up with Starfire? Let's not get into that. I won't. <laughs> I won't. But like, there's nothing about the costume or anything or the powers or the voice. Like, and and Robin. <laughs> Fuck Batman. Fuck Batman. Oh my god. I don't even want Beast Boy. I'm just disappointed. It's just some guy with green hair. I don't, we could have had it all, man. We could have had it all. No, we couldn't have. It's... <laughs> Like, there's this point where it's like, okay, you're fighting Marvel. Like, that's the battlefield. That's the war. You have to beat Marvel at their own game. It's like, feels like DC gave up on that. It's like, okay, we can't beat them. So let's all rip off our shirts, paint ourselves up with blood, and just fucking start screaming and going nuts. Like, it's like, they just gave up and now they're just, they're in berserker mode. where They're just doing whatever. They're putting, like, shit on the end of spikes and, like, Fuck it, we'll do whatever we have to to get, like, one viewer on our side. Do you hate Gotham? I hate Gotham. Have you, like, do you like it? Have you seen it? I have seen the first few episodes, and I was not a fan either. Good, because the first few episodes are as good as it gets. Jesus because Christ. I, that's when it's sort of grounded. That's before they get to, like, the Joker virus and shit. I don't know. It's bad. I don't care about Gordon. I don't give a fuck about, like... <laughs> It's just bad. They're trying to do like a dramatic, realistic cop show with all this ridiculous shit in the background. And they're trying to like gentrify it to like fit like, okay, it's not like a man in a rubber bat suit fighting these people. It's like a like a hard-boiled cop. So these have to be like hard-boiled villains. It makes sense. And what it ends up happening is like you make it more ridiculous because you're getting rid of that barrier where you can be like, oh, it's just ridiculous superhero crap. So, like, I can get into this world. And in that way, the Joker going around with, you know, laugh gas and, and you know, his fucking zoot suit <laughs> makes sense in, like, a realistic, gritty context. When you try to make the Joker more realistic than that and ground him in some way, it becomes shitty because then it's just fucking ridiculous. Because when you try to make me think that this could happen in my world, I know that it can't. So I, I there's a part of my brain that's actively rejecting all of these things. Hey, Spencer, how, how do you feel about the Joker trailer? What do you think about it, Alex? <laughs> it was so aggressive, my friend. Oh, man. Who? Are you excited? Of course the fuck not. What? Because everyone's like, oh my god, Joaquin Phoenix is going to play the Joker, and I had to IMDB the motherfucker. I don't know who the fuck that is. Well, okay, you're wrong for not knowing who he is, because I he think he's very talented. And I think he's going to make a great Joker, but we don't need a Joker movie. Just like we don't need a fucking Fett movie. What? I don't even know what that is. A Boba Fett movie? 
they were talking about that forever. Like, we, we talked about the Mandalorian show. Oh my god. I thought you were still talking about a DC thing. I, I've no. fucking lasered out all Mandalorians from my fucking brain because it's, it's always, it's always the same types of people who like Mandalorians. It's either the try-hard edgelord nerds or, like, the Marines who, like, spend all their time reading comic books and, like, the Mandalorians are what they empathize with. So what you get is all of the Mandalorians, every individual Mandalorian is the sickest, most overpowered badass ever because they're, they're like a weird niche of that universe that's fueled by like hardcore fans and edgelords. So they have to keep upping the stakes, but they're upping the stakes in the same universe. So it's like, then you have this normal person from this other fucking thing encounter a Mandalorian and Mandalorians are like fucking gods because of the power skills that have been variably like applied to them. It's shitty. I fucking hate it. I, I fucking hate Mandalorians. Uh, you're a treat. So hey, did you know we were talking about Swamp Thing today? I don't care. I know. Swamp th- Let's get into it. Let's talk about how we, how like it was fine. It was fine. Let's, let's keep going through the plot. I think we're in the Congo now. We've only talked about the intro. I love that every single episode, it's like, which group of potential fans could we target right out the gate? <laughs> Who can we infuriate with our little knowledge but strong opinions? It's like, man, who's who's Googling Buffy today? Like, who's like really missing and feeling really nostalgic about Buffy and is going to stumble on this podcast just for us to shit talk and fucking God. We don't pretend to be anything more than we are. It's fine. Which we have great. fans. I'm I see glad. you. I see you downloading us and we really appreciate you. But let's talk about this fucking show. I don't know, yeah. man. I like half this. It took me 25 minutes to learn anybody's names. I remember marking down specifically. I'm like, okay, what's the first time I've heard a name? Or not 25. That's the plot. The plot was at 24. The name, the name came at the cop. And I was like, oh, hey, Abby, Matt, I got names now. Sick. <laughs> okay. So what happened for me is when biologist man said, oh, Holland, like the country. I'm like, thank you. Now I'll thank remember you. that. Every character should introduce themselves like that. Like, Don Draper gets on stage. Like, <laughs> oh, hello, sir. Oh, yes, I'm Don. You know, like the morning. It's like, great. Now I'll remember your fucking name. That's it. And all, I was going to say paging all TV writers, because we all use pagers still. Fuck me, that was a dumb joke. Anyway, so this story has a swamp thing that starts in the cool thing and... The scary swamp area. And then we fade into a brief shot of a little girl in a schoolhouse. Schoolhouse. Again, what fucking year is this? Oh, I forgot about that fucking scene. And it's like, it's, don't worry. It happened for 30 seconds. You're fine. Yep. And she has a cough. She passes out. And then it's a card cut to the Congo. And you see a little boy protecting his sister. And we see our girl character, Abby, rip off her mask, even though she shouldn't. Because she's CDC and she knows this is a sick area not like a cool area but like a fucking hemorrhaging fever area and she just starts speaking french and this is when i realized for the first time french is a sexy ass language oh yeah holy cow i've never before i was like yeah sure it is but no i was like oh shit oh shit that's hot so that's the first thing i should think of when this female character comes on screen is fuck she's hot but she kind of is and then i what's the next fucking story point i have oh her friend is like hey we need you in america cool and then she's in America taking care of the sick girl that passed out. Finds this weird stick. I'm, I think it was a stick. 
Mm-hmm. Something swampy on her pillow. Conveniently on the pillow, by the way. Yeah. Well, I think she coughed it out of her fucking lungs. Probably. And that's when we meet Holland, who, by the way, in case you couldn't tell all my knowledge coming from Wikipedia, I have no idea who the fuck anybody is in this show. So it was very weird feeling like I should know who these people are by their names, but not. And then realizing, oh shit, Holland's fucking swamp thing. Kind of. Again, the yeah. lore gets janky with it. I get it. I get it. It's it's not Holland, but... Spoiler alert, at the end, Holland becomes the Swamp Thing. Oh yeah, hey, I guess, I get, who's fucking listening to this that has a, doesn't know anything about Swamp Thing besides us, I guess. Okay, no, but who's listening to this that, that has a fucking account on the <laughs> DC streaming service? Shit, you're right. Like, I, I think I saw a trailer and I was passively interested in Doom Patrol. I've That's never what I even, plan on doing. Exactly, like that... That's why I was excited to get this account info, because I'm like, damn, like, so long as I have this, I'm going to binge all of Doom Patrol in a day. All I got to say about this episode, it was an okay Mm -hmm. pilot. It was a pilot episode, as are all pilot episodes. I lost complete interest up until minute 40, 45. There's some emotional stuff. It's basically them Scooby-Dooing their way science-like through shit. And being like, where's the cause of this? Where's the infection starting? Is there an infection? What's in the swamp? What's going on? Look at all this shit that's going crazy. There is one really cool scene in the middle of it that's very dead space. And it's when the corpse comes alive and has all the tentacles, branches coming out of it. And you get to see the scary monster thing that's clearly going to be the main threat and what Swamp Thing has to rescue everybody from. I feel like. I feel like that's the bad Swamp Thing. Fuck me. Is it? I feel like it's like saying Poison Ivy's a bad guy for siding with the environment. It's like, is she really a bad guy for siding with the environment and wanting to kill all humans? Well, yeah, because she murders people. Yeah, but it's not like this the whole Swamp Thing thing. Not the Swamp Thing himself, but the, the tentacles, the branches. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, let's, because I feel like this episode, we're just, we're, we're just whatever order we want, because there's only yeah. one show. Yeah. So I, w- I want to get into predictions right off the bat. Okay, so Holland is fucking generic boy who who becomes Swamp Thing at the very end. I, there's going to be a romance. Yeah, Abby's his wife. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a spoiler I looked up. I wasn't going to... Yeah, they get married at some point, so all this weird... When they met, I immediately was like, God, I hope there's not like a fucking romance in this show. It's like, oh yeah, they get married. And it's so true. It's so good. Reading the excerpt, it's so soap opera-y. Yeah. Ugh. Well, yeah, so I, I think the idea is that I think the swamp with all of the evil goo that that fucking old man at that pro-life rally that you saw, I think he's the main bad guy. He's the one dropping all the chemicals because he's like, my research, I'm like, oh, so you're the one dumping chemicals in the the fucking swamp. Like, immediately. Like, oh, you're you're a scientist man in a suit? You're evil. Like, thanks for setting that up. And and he's like, oh, my dead daughter. And I'm like, oh, so you're making the swamp evil so that it can be your new daughter or something. I don't know. But yeah, I think the swamp itself now has like a, because it doesn't have a human brain, I imagine it's like, it's mutating. And I imagine there's like some kind of primal emotion in there. Yeah, I think the, the swamp, with all the, the evil goo inside of it, doesn't know what it's doing. I think it's just evil and has this urge to survive, even though it, like, sneaks up on people and shit for some reason. <laughs> so I think Holland turning into the Swamp Thing after being blown up by that fucking Resident Evil dude at the end. 
fuck this episode. Yeah, guys, this is just an origin story that we're trudging, trudging, tripping, hopping, skipping all over. You find out who the main characters are. You find out how Holland dies. He fucking dead, guys. Yeah, he gets dead. blasted like twice with either a shotgun or a really sick ass rifle. And then the dude like uses a crossbow to fire TNT into his boat after that. And then he blows up again. And then he crawls out of the water and then like coughs up blood and then dies again. And then the swamp, like, sticks its tentacles inside of him and makes him whole. I think what we could probably say is that the special effects and all the tentacles, branches, things, were really cool. Whether yeah. it was the stationary dead corpses, as opposed to the live corpses, that are just posed. You see all the branches tearing out of them and the sickly colors coming out. Or my dead space scene. Or even the, like, explosive craziness that happened at the end, the craziness that happened in the beginning, all the special effects and the violence was very artistic. And not so much comic book artistic. I would not go that far. It didn't have, like, reminiscence of, oh, I feel like I could see this in a comic book panel. No. But it was fucking cool. It was gory, but not terrifying or overwhelming. Yeah. I was surprised. Like, it should have been really horrifying to me because body horror always kind of gets me. Because, mm -hmm. like, there's a part where, like, one of the dudes from the beginning who gets swamped, <laughs> the swamp grows out of him and, like, splits his body in half. And it's, like, marionetting his, like, half-corpse around. It's gross, guys. But it's so cool. It's gross, but it's so cool to look at that you're not repulsed by it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so Holland gets murdered three fucking times and then dies. And then the swamp takes him and then he comes out of the water just covered in gook. And he's the swamp thing now. I think it's going to be a quasi-evil swamp thing because I think he's still in there. Because when I looked at IMDb, he has a credit <laughs> for every episode. So I think there's a thing where like he switches in and out of the swamp state, even though I don't think that's the character. Mm-hmm. Like, the guy who played Holland is credited for every fucking episode, just like the guy who plays the Swamp Thing is credited for every episode. So they're two different actors, but they're in everything, so I think, I think he gets angry and then turns into the Swamp Thing. I bet we get stuff like that's Iron Man style of him in a suit, where you see his face, like, oh, surrounded yep. by branches. Yep, and it looks fucking... It clearly looks like his fucking floating head mm -hmm, with, mm -hmm. with animators struggling to keep it to, yeah. <laughs> That's where my money's at. That's my prediction on that front. Yeah, they're just speaking of stealing things from Marvel. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think there's going to be like an initial like, I think the, the will of the swamp is going to be like toying with his brain. And, and making him do evil shit and making him get all enraged about people, you know, pissing on trees and what have you. But then I think it's like, oh, but he, he has like his human brain and his control and his emotions and like he can battle it and he can become one with the swamp and they can like reach an agreement because feels like he's going to be like an unwilling agent of the swamp that by the end is going to like win the swamp over and master his powers and then he's going to he's going to beat up the resident evil man with the crossbow who the fuck is that is that someone i should know shrug i don't know anything about swamp thing my guess it's the dude that you were bitching about at the at the rally that's married to bitchy bitch face the old guy yeah I bet Sam. Okay, so here's my bet. Mm -hmm. I think the old guy is the big bad. Mm -hmm. I think he's he's the scientist man that's that's yeah. trying to poison the swamp for good reasons. And oh, my wife. <laughs> and I think because I immediately thought that the wife was going to be the bad guy when he looked back to her and she had like 
the the rbf on like hardcore like staring into the camera like i thought she was gonna be the bad guy but i think she's gonna be like the justified antagonist to the main character who like at the end turns on her husband and blah 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 but i think the dude with the crossbow i think that's the cop i think the cop is gonna turn out to be the the, like the the henchman bad guy like okay. how there's like the bad guy that can't fight but he hires the the bad guy that can and that's who you get the final fight with i think it's gonna be him because i think it's like i think they set up like that there's gonna be like a love triangle and the only way that they could possibly resolve that <laughs> is if one of them was evil and had a dynamite crossbow and hated the swamp and at first i was like no you're wrong it's like shit no you're probably right you're probably right but what if it's yeah. the mom? What if what it's if it that is? random NPC at the bar that gave them a bunch of information? Yep. What if? What if? What if it's that random fucking Kenny-looking motherfucker <laughs> from from the rally who is like constantly just shaking his head again and again? What if it's him? <laughs> You're right. It's probably him. It's probably him. Uh, so speaking of the wife with RBF, you know. Hey, do you do you know where she's from? Do you know how you know her? How do I know her? She was on Frasier. Oh. Ask Cassandra Stone. I don't you also might know yeah. her because she was on Hell on Wheels. Yup. As... Okay. Who was she in Hell on Wheels? Hannah. Oh Hannah my Durant. god. She did... <laughs> Frantic typing. Yeah, hold on. And also for my sake, what I knew her from was Designated Survivor as Kimball Hookstrap. And she plays Maria. And the actress name is Virginia Madison. She was in three episodes of Hell on Wheels. Mm-hmm. I know who she is. I recognized her face. She's been acting yeah. for a while, since like the 80s. She has been. I'm glad that she's getting this stellar role now. Guess what, Spencer? Oh, yeah? This is going to serve as my fucking segue into the, the not wise men, but wine and Wrightson. And particularly wine. Len Wine. Buddy! Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, so he was also the writer of Assault on Arkham. And my biggest, weirdest things with Assault on Arkham and Batman and Harley Quinn was that Harley boned people that I would not expect her to bone. Mm-hmm. And it seems pretty out of left field in really weird ways, and I've never understood it, and it's made me fairly upset overall. I have one friend who pretty much says, let, let Harley be slutty. I'm like, shit, you're right. She is kind of a slut. But it still feels weird. And the, the movies, in a way to me, because it just feels fanservice and pandering. So we have these guys mm. who are already have a history of writing women who are supporting characters, and now it feels like they're moving forward writing women that are more fantasy building. And then it gets a little weirder for me because Lynn Wine also writes for the DC Superhero Girls, which is a really cool, empowering comic slash TV series, TV and YouTube series, about the girls in high school being badasses, you know, fueling girls for the future. So it's weird for me that you can have both of those concepts, and I haven't consumed enough of the DC High universe, but now it makes me a little skeptical about what's being written and how much influence he has, if it's more someone saying, I need this moral of the story, figure it out, or if he's yeah. actually writing it. Yeah, I, man, the Harley thing always bugs me because it's like, now all of a sudden, after Assault on Arkham, it's like, Harley will, will always bone dead shot whenever they're put together, and I don't even like Deadshot. Like, no one likes Deadshot. Give me Deathstroke. <laughs> yeah, he's he is worse Deathstroke. Like, Because you're implying that Deathstroke is bad, and you leave my slate alone. Deathstroke is my favorite goddamn DC character. Because he's fucking cool! Yeah, he, he like, above any villain or hero, like, he is my favorite. He's Captain America if Captain America existed in the real world. 
where it's like we turned a soldier into a super soldier and then we cut him loose. It's like, well, you turned him into a weapon. So guess what? Now he's going to go be a weapon for money. And like, I hate it when he's like a fucking stupid weeaboo with the katana and he wears like ninja robes. Like I like when he's like an armored up tactical vest, like he's a commando. He, he, he's mastered every goddamn weapon on the planet, but he's, you know, he's a soldier. That's what he does. That's a superpower. You know what I want? Yeah. I want a Deathstroke show where they totally mishandle the terror situation. Yeah. I'm waiting for it. It's going to happen. Oh, uh, this is my prediction because you had your prediction yep. for Swamp Thing. Here's my prediction for this this thing right here, yep. Swamp Thing. Yep. I think Swamp Thing is going to serve as their Jessica Jones and their Daredevil. That they're going to start doing one-off series for Zatanna. I think they're going to do one for Dead Man, And I think they're going to do one for Constantine. I think they're going to bring back Constantine. Good. Because... Also, guess what? The guy who wrote The Mask also helped write episodes for Constantine. So I think we're going to see a Justice League Dark situation, a la The Defenders. That's my guess. Nothing about the show. Not that the show isn't great or anything, but I definitely have feelings that they're trying to groom something to be bigger than just Swamp Thing. Yeah, I I feel that. And I think <laughs> Jessica Jones is a way better comparison than like a, a, a Daredevil or an Iron Fist for like... Because Iron Fist was, like, so bad. They rushed it. And then Daredevil was, like, that's the one that, like, flexes between, like, the best thing ever and, like, oh my god, what did you do? Jessica Jones was kind of, like, flat and dragged out. So it's, like, interesting. But then it has to be interesting for 13 episodes of doing the same fucking thing. And Mm -hmm. that's what I worry about with Swamp Thing. It is my exact worry where it's, like, you established and built your character in the first episode and the character is sort of all you have. Like, I don't know how interesting nine more episodes of tentacles stabbing people could be. And I don't know how you could mix it up. I don't think the focus... It's, it's Swamp Thing, so naturally the focus is going to be on Swamp Thing. But I'm going to guess it's going to be a pretty heavy focus on Abby. Yep. And I think knowing who the producers are, it's going to be focusing more on horror aspects. Yeah. Than necessary story. Which I think if done well could be awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's a Swamp Thing is a horror story. So, you know, I'm glad they had people, the right people come on board for this moving forward. And I think we're going to see a lot more body horror. I'm not sure what resolution there's going to be, if there is going to be a resolution. I think you're right in the sense that the old guy, old scientist is going to, is the one throwing shit in the swamp and there's going to have to put an end to that. Yeah. It seems like it's going to be a, a mellow first season. See, my hope is that they they take care of that by like episode five and then like something like crazy happens to shake it up but i think it's gonna be 10 episodes of Play it slow, safe yeah slow paced horror de- character development because like you said this feels like they're grooming for something bigger so they're not gonna take risks on it i am way more interested now in talking about harley quinn and deathstroke than i am about fucking swamp thing like i keep wanting and you to- know how much i want to talk about that i man because now my brain is just like i want to get back to that conversation because swamp (laughs) let's talk about it we might come back to swamp things who knows is there anything else i guess to talk about swamp things what is that like the thing is like we we skipped around a bunch of the plot but it's like because there isn't much plot literally you establish characters they do some scooby-doing they there's some drama established with abby yep and then he goes off because they find results and that they need to go back into the swamp. He goes into the swamp, he gets shot, he dies. That's literally it. And the coolest scene is when they're in the bio lab examining the subject and he goes all dead space. Yep. That's it. That's the episode. Congratulations. 
And we learned that Holland is the origin of Swamp Thing. Yeah, which and that took you an hour to watch. I'm we gave you it in 30 seconds. I'm really glad that I didn't know anything about Swamp Thing because it's like, when you look at his wiki, it's like, oh yeah, it's Holland. And I'm glad that I didn't know that because, again, I figured the Swamp Thing was like a primordial thing that always existed. Mm-hmm. Like it was like the swamp, like magic in the swamp trying to mimic a human. I didn't realize it was just dr freeze again where it's like oh man gets infected by the science he studies and (laughs) becomes the science tropes exist for a reason they do spencer would you watch this again the first episode no oh would you watch the rest of the show are you going to watch the rest of the episode i would keep watching swamp thing i will never watch that first episode again this is a show where it's like it's interesting enough to finish and know what happens but it's not like a timeless show that i'm gonna keep coming back to or want to like show people episodes of i i'm gonna keep watching it i don't know that i'd recommend people paying 15 dollars a month for the privilege of watching it (laughs) I just want to say thanks, Ethan, for letting us use your $15 a month membership for this very special episode. Thank you so fucking much for that. Like, seriously, this was great. And, well, we definitely shit on it for a good hour, among other DC shit. <laughs> but I love DC, so shitting on DC is my favorite thing. I feel like it's it's probably hard to tell when we actually like stuff, because I feel like we're just angry people, Spencer, about media. That's the thing. Like, I'll shit on things that I really, really, really still love. <laughs> like, like because it's like, I, I only shit on Mandalorians because Star Wars is one of my favorite fucking things. And like, I shit on, you know, Deadshot because Deathstroke is one of my favorite, most compelling characters in the DC universe. And like, I want to talk about Harley because I love the Joker and I love like their horrible fucking dynamic. Because again, she is like a little slutty, but it's not like she's a slut. It's very targeted at the Joker. It's like super specific ingrained in that very direct back we'll get there yeah let's let's wrap this and then the, the patreon people will get a whole lecture from mm-hmm. us <laughs> about harley because boy am i ready i'm ready to do that yep. talk that's your ad that's the ad for the patreon come come join it's actually on the soul story patreon you can find us at soul story pod because that's where we throw all of our first stuff because that's what we decided to do yeah but come give us money because it helps the network as a whole that's it. That's the plug I got. Great. So let's wrap it. Let's do it. Okay. So that that was our very erratic thoughts on the Swamp Thing. It was a lot of fun getting to watch it and then jump right into an episode for once. Yeah, like we didn't, like we, I don't have pages of notes. I don't have like a, like a thing ready of like my bullet points that I want to talk about. I don't have, like this was, I watched it 20 minutes before we, we recorded and we were in a call 10 minutes before we recorded. So like I stopped watching it. I Googled one last thing and I hopped in. <laughs> and it was really fresh and fun. And so if you didn't like it, Sorry, man. Maybe the next episode will be a little bit more structured. Either way, let us know your thoughts. Tell us how wrong we are, even though we know we're right. Bye-bye now. Bye. 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 Bye.